Hello and welcome to By Its Cover Podcast, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm one half of your hosts, Bree. And I'm the other half, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. Hey, I had a smug look because I was like, where is she going to lose it? Uh, I did that intro. I know you kept it together. You stayed steady. <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> High fives all around. Boom, boom, boom. Podcast boom, done. We're boom, out. Boom, boom. <laughs> Wait, one of these days, we're just going to record like a ton of intros. You or would think? We're- or but you know i think it's kind of fun when we when we're goofy (laughs) yeah yes uh people demand inconsistency that's literally what they ask for um (laughs) we like if the product's different every time thank you for that Um, so we are back uh Mm -hmm. with another movie this came out in 2021 okay it uh is called mad god okay it's a shutter exclusive Oh, on yeah. Amazon. Yeah. So, question mark uh, as to like quality. Um, yeah, I've only I'm... watched um, one other Shutter movie, and uh, it was okay. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're kind of taking a break from our noir, like sci-fi crime thing that we kind of went on, and we're just back to. Gashi G, good old fashioned horror. Um, I do. I love a good horror movie. At least I hope movie. this is horror. Yeah, I. Uh, I kind of. It's kind of a, a, a palate cleanse in a way where you're like, because you know every other other genres kind of change and are more. And I'm like, I just like that horror is consistently terrifying, um, or when it's done well. Um, we'll see how <laughs> this one goes. I, I know I say that when it's. I'm like, I don't know if I when the last time I was actually scared at a horror movie was. I mean, but, the uh, last the last movie that we watched was Everything Everywhere All at Once. And that was oh, that man. was a big it was beautiful. It well done. Obviously, I'm not going to flate it again, but um, it's I definitely will. It, I will. I'll just it, mm. do you do you want to? I'm trying to give a blowy to a movie, Brie. <laughs> Let it happen. R- right in the middle of me just, saying something. I'll, you talk. I'll cup that movie's balls. <laughs> Okay, so Kevin, uh, oh my God, please. That's just for you, YouTube listeners. Oh my God. Um, it, but it was a very brain intense movie and it was very emotional. So I, I'm looking forward to a popcorn movie. Yeah, uh, I want, want to turn off the front part of my brain and just get in my scared pants. Okay. Um, I don't know what your scared pants are, but They're all right. brown. <laughs> Oh no, Kevin! Is is your goal in this intro just to just make me uncomfortable? No, that's brown is a relaxing color. Why would why would you why would Blue. I why else do you think I would wear brown? Why Blue. else would somebody wear brown pants, Brie? Blue is a relaxing color. Actually, I have a prediction just based on the cover of this movie. Your pants that you wear to watch this should be red because there's going to be a lot of blood. I haven't seen the cover yet because you haven't put it up for me to see. I like to keep a little <laughs> bit of mystery. All right. You are uh, half of this movie. You're not God, but you're mad. All right. Let's take a look <laughs> at Mad God. I am a little cranky now. You thanks. seem to be. Uh... <laughs> All right. I'm going to go share in my screen for you YouTube listeners. Um, listeners? So- viewers they listen to i don't imagine he puts us on mute and just reads the closed captioning 
You're missing I, a lot of the, the beautiful nuance of my uh, my speaking style then. As somebody that actually edits our transcripts, it's uh, it's important to hear us <laughs> to get that nuance. Right. So I, oh, this one's actually a good cover because we can click in and zoom. So do you want to describe this, Brie? Uh, okay, so it's uh, the words on it say um, Philip Tippett's mad god and it's in uh as you put it an impact font <laughs> but it, it's slicey like yeah, it, it's, uh, it, they dirtied it up um, yeah I, it's kind of weird i'm kind of looking at that and it's i mean it's got like these cut marks and stuff mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like they were solid blocks of something and like they carved it out almost. yeah yeah <laughs> it's like they did they said mm, can we make a bold marble slicey font <laughs> like a little kid carving a jack-o'-lantern yeah uh, yes that's exactly that's a great way to put it um and it's in red uh and then there's a guy holding what looks to be some sort of it's not a flashlight it's it's like a short um lightsaber <laughs> uh, a glowy popsicle yeah yes and he looks like uh, he looks like a miner. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to tell if that's a gas like, mask or not. Like a gas mask. Did you ever see my Bloody Valentine uh, 3D with Jensen Ackles? Yes. Okay, so the bad guy in that has a gas mask, and this is what that reminds me of. Is uh, is the bad guy in there? Because um, he's got like a helmet and a gas mask, and it looks like he's got several. Th- things that he's got draped on him maybe some dynamite um and he's holding what looks to be maybe a gun uh i'm almost wondering because it looks like it's got a little bit of a tank under it i wonder if it's going to be a flamethrower Ooh, okay because he's also holding a jerry can oh i didn't know that's what i couldn't see like knee pads on i almost wonder if he's supposed to be more of a soldier than a miner oh but i definitely got minor vibes like i feel like safe bet to assume something underground okay and then there's some weird looking creatures that he's standing on top of a mountain of uh and some is that a dude off in the bottom right that no under what is that this guy yeah almost uh it almost looks like like a puppet you know like a puppet it's got dark set eyes it's some kind of creature the other guy on the bottom right kind of looks like uh underbite slimer yeah, totally does. But like a metal underbite slimer. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy that kind of looks like the swamp thing. Yeah. Left. But like a and turn. Then... It's turnipy. Turn yeah. Tur- tur- turnip swamp thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I can't tell. Like, I just want to look at that hat and it makes me think like Nazi officer. Oh, interesting. And uh, but like made of tentacles or something. And then there's uh, you got the guy that kind of is doing the mouth of Sauron thing. See, now I looked at that and thought it, thought it was a welding helmet. Oh, okay. I get how you could see that. Oh. I, I mean, Tim, you're actually closer to the image than I am. I'm true. I'm watching it the same way our people are watching yeah, it. Yeah, you're 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 seeing it on a screen, so I, I have a little bit of an edge. Yeah, you have a but bit more detail. It, it, even then, I don't. I mean, it's not clear enough that I could really tell you. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a quote on it, and it says, uh, "Philip." Tippett is a master. Hey, Phil, and, he's not formal. Oh, I'm sorry. Phil Tippett is a master, and it's by Guillermo del Toro. 
um, and a master of what <laughs> is my question. <laughs> yeah. You kind of wonder like who quoted that, you know, like when, what context was it quoted in? Where's um, the It doesn't yeah, even have a I, period on it. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. Like, uh, you know, at like somebody's birthday party, like give them a gift and they're like, oh my gosh, you're the best. And I'm going to be like, Kevin Eggleston's the best. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> or can I hire somebody on cameo to just be like, <laughs> Kevin Eggleston uh, can dunk a basketball and it's like LeBron James. <laughs> uh, and I get him to say that. And I'm like, that's going on uh, my, my special. <laughs> um, okay. So Kevin, what are your predictions for this oh my gosh i want it to be uh a a movie about a mad scientist that has made all these like monsters Mm -hmm. and they've slowly broke or breaking out and so they send in a a grizzled soldier uh to to clear it all out or ooh, ooh, ooh. Spit it okay. out. I like this. I like I like this where this thought's going. He was a failed experiment and like is trying to live a better life and be not a monster. And they get it was reeling back in. Oh, I want it to be like commando, but with monsters. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I know okay. what? I'm gonna go a step further. Hell yeah, brother. That's what I want. I want it to be uh like he's like the only thing that can fight a monster is another monster with a machine gun (laughs) yeah i want that oh i want that so bad now i just i want like lovecraft meets uh meets uh i don't know what other movie i was thinking of Uh, i want (laughs) i want i want lovecraft meets uh schwarzenegger there okay okay um or actually i want uh because Lovecraft would have hated it. I want it to be a black guy. Kicking <gasps> ass. Awesome. Idris Elba uh, versus <laughs> Lovecraft. Pretty love sure it. this is not going to be Idris Elba. Because <laughs> um, how could you be a mad god if you saw Idris? You'd be like, oh, goddamn, he is handsome. I uh, did not <laughs> know I had these feelings inside me, but I'm feeling them. <laughs> um, This reminds me a lot of that uh, scene in Hellboy where they're bringing like the Nazis are trying to get Hellboy out and you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting, and I don't based on nothing, um, Mm -hmm. project overlord. Oh yeah. That was good. Or just, I think it was just overlord. Wasn't it? I loved that. A lot of people didn't. Um, I thought it was great. I like, I was on board with that movie overlord. Uh, do you remember Frankenstein's army? We watched it. It's basically like they go to Victor von Frankenstein's castle and it turns out like he survived his encounter with his monster and then was like basically making monsters for the Nazis. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't <laughs> matter. I fucking loved it. I love uh, creature movies. OK, I love I love like Eldritch Cosmic Horror. I love creature movies. I love creature effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite horror movie is like probably The Thing. Yeah, you really so like that. I just. I'm all over if you can make a practical effect that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really kind of hope we get some of that. Yeah. Um, Not and like, I don't know who Phil Tippett is. I don't know. Is it breaking the rules if we Google that or do we wait till after we've watched it? I think you can Google him. You just can't Google what this movie's about. Um, but while you're doing that, I will I will give you yeah, my... Yeah, let's hear yours. 
I'm going to give you my prediction. Nothing? <laughs> I don't want to reward what you've chose to do here. <laughs> okay, so uh, I am going to stick with my initial thought, and I'm going to say he is a miner, but he's not necessarily a miner. He works for the mines as a scientist, and one of his crew uh, finds something of geological significance. And as he goes to um, investigate uh, as as an academic, he somehow unleashes a portal a portal to hell uh, that brings all these creatures to life, or there's some sort of goo. And it's not like Ninja Tur- Ninja Turtle goo. It's going to be like I'm making a turn up into a scary thing. Or, um, you know, I brought this uh, metal gargoyle to life, um, which I know that in the Neon Dead, I kind of said, oh, it could be a goo. <laughs> yes. I think my answer to most things uh, <laughs> are goo based when it comes to creature uh, <laughs> creature creation. You know, in the same way that I'm like, oh, it's Lovecraftian tentacle monster. You're like goo. Goo. <laughs> I like ooze and ooze based. I like things that are viscous. Um, <laughs> and I want it to glow. Give me glowy goo. Glowy goo. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, all right. So, okay, uh, excitement for this movie just... Went way higher uh, up? Okay. Tell me why. This dude is, um, like, a kind of, a, like, a effects, animation, Ooh. like, legend. Listen to these movies. Phil Tippett has done... Uh, some of these are less impressive than others. The Crater Lake Monster, which is weird. Oh, he built miniatures for that. Star Wars Episode Four. So in oh. New Hope, he did stop motion in that. Piranha, which is a Jaws like homage knockoff mm-hmm. horror movie. Star Wars Episode Five. So he did Empire Strikes Back, Dragon Slayer, Return of the Jedi, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, uh, Dinosaur, Howard the Duck, <gasps> Yay, RoboCop, Willow, <gasps> Yes, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Big Ant. RoboCop 2, Jurassic Park, Snap, Coneheads. <laughs> hey, those heads were coney. <laughs> yeah. Dragonheart. Nice. Starship Troopers. Oh, you love that movie. Evolution. Oh, I love that movie. Starship Troopers 2. He directed eh. that one. So eh, maybe not the eh. best. <laughs> Spiderwick Chronicles, which I never saw. No. All of the Twilight movies. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jurassic World. Okay. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and then now Mad God. Now, this is his list of stuff that he's done for Mad God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What what were his roles in those movies? Was a lot like of those a- were animation, visual effects, miniature okay. building, like the creature effects and stuff. So, okay. okay. So animation, visual effects, consultant, director, and then he also on this one, which is, I, I either, we're either going to see a man's like magnum opus uh-huh or we're going to see uh, a disaster piece because these are all the jobs he had it was the writer okay producer cinematography production <gasps> uh production design i'm sorry props special effects character design and additional editing 
Oh my God. So you were seeing like one guy's like concerted effort. I don't know what other job people had on that movie. <laughs> so gaffer. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I had one guy, like one best boy. And I just played like, are we going to get a Tyler Perry movie where he's like every character, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not an actor in it. Right. Uh, I didn't click to see. So I, Oh, if you did that much work in that movie, you'd put yourself in as a cameo, right? Oh, hell yeah. I would like I would be front and center in that. So I'm I don't know what I'm going to see, but I think I'm going to see one person's like distilled unbroken insanity. Okay, so here's the deal. You know how our role is if your name's on the on the cover three times or you've done something more than three different roles in a movie. Yeah. Uh, it's either going to be glorious or it's going to be awful. And I want this to be glorious. I, I do. I just I want this guy to succeed. And I have absolutely no reason to feel that way. Um, but if he's like if even he was the cinematographer, like. That's that's not the normal three that we see. We usually yeah. see producer, director, writer, or producer, director, writer, actor. But to add in the cinematography and the props, like he put his heart and soul into this. I yeah, we're gonna I'm see. Excited. We're gonna see something like, like I said, this is just this. This will be as close I think as you can get to like a creative person having an uninterrupted link between their 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 mental illness <laughs> and what goes into a film and i do not know what to expect um this is kind of like have you i don't know if you've ever had this but you have like that friend in college it's like i'm a chef i'm always good at cooking and so you like let them cook for you one time and it's just all their crazy shit because they're just like really they're not a chef they're just a stoner uh -uh. Um, and then like they bring you this meal and it's either going to be like they're like oh yeah it's a peanut butter cup tuna nachos uh, just uh, really tasty or they're going to be like here's this like umami flavor that you didn't expect and it's like <laughs> I've brought these ingredients it's pickle brined you know this and that's it and it's oh but don't worry this is the sweet balance is perfectly with this you're like oh my god you had thoughts on this <laughs> I think that's what we're going to get with this movie I want it to be a horror movie like an old school creature effects horror movie that just shows me what happens when a guy has since the 70s since the fucking 70s he's got what, 77 to now is how many years difference? Too many. Yeah, I mean, like, longer <laughs> than I've been alive level yeah. of, like, just. Well, we I, were I born in 86, so it's yeah. it's 46 years, 47 years. 45 years. It would have been, like, 44 years, I think, yeah. at the time. Yeah, 44 years of experience. Like, I think because sometimes when we see the writer, director, producer, actor trifecta, yeah. you're like, oh, it's their second movie or it's their first movie. And that's mm -hmm. what they're doing because they just have to. This is a guy that's like, no, I I might be at the like height of my power, uh, you know, or <laughs> I know more than all of you assholes. This is me. Um, I. I do not I do not know what we're going. This isn't like everything everywhere all at once where I was like, we do not know. But I've heard so many things that I'm jacked. This is I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is this what surprise feels like? Is this what anticipation <laughs> is? I haven't felt emotion. I I actually want to stop talking and just go watch this. <laughs> I we, feel very much like Tim Curry in the Rocky Horror Picture Show right now. Yeah, I, I am 
quivering with Antissa desire to wait. Patient. Uh, I like how you wanted to run the bit as is, and I'm like, I'm gonna just fuck up a movie Brie loves. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you have any final thoughts on this, or like any expectations? What's the thing that you think's gonna? I I think we're going to see my prediction. I want to see a man get ripped in half, but we're gonna see it in slow, like slow, like skin stretching and snapping and like rubber banding. I think there's just gonna be some gory, awful effect that's going to stick with us i expect some body horror um i expect a person to get eaten alive with that giant chompy mouth underbite slimer guy are you ready for me now i asked you a question (laughs) and then i answered my question i want to watch this movie i hope we get some claymation and i hope that part of it is like it pans over a creepy city like a miniature creepy city what if this movie doesn't have actors? What if this movie is like stop motion claymation, like no actor? Guess we're going to find well, out. I haven't thought of that because I'm like looking at the cover. I'm like, whoever's in it does not have a face that we can see. There's a very real possibility this movie is just like something crazy <laughs> like that. Like. All right. Well, it's going to be mad. Mad. God dang it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, babe. Should we go watch a movie? Go, please. Can we? Let's go watch a movie. <laughs> and we're back having just watched Mad God. Ooh, baby, you're a mad God. <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know the rest of this song, child. <laughs> boo doo boo ba doo. Um, Kevin, what did you snack on during this movie? Oh my goodness! Uh, I think I had nothing. Yeah, you had some Jolly Ranchers. I did have some Jolly Ranchers. Those are like nothing. Um, um they're the candy I... equivalent of Tic Tacs. You don't you don't count them. <laughs> I had exactly one apple jolly rancher and i think that that was almost too much to have for this movie and how it interacted with my tummy you know i don't understand why you would say that is you're making it sound like this movie had like scenes in which people ate processed human poop yeah and then pooped out people and then those people in turn became food you're acting like this movie had that at least once and it Oh, it did. Yeah. It did have that. At least, yeah. at least once. Okay, so we got a couple things right. Um, let's just start off with what we got right. Uh, Kevin predicted that there was not going to be any dialogue in this movie. But the closest you got was what? Uh, a baby? Uh, Making yeah. baby noises? Yeah, and it was baby jumble. But, it, yeah, so Kevin got that right. And then Crushed I also... It. Yes, I also got right that this was stop motion. And we could never have predicted all stop motion. Yes, Uh, there were there were like four humans in it for a total of less than like two minutes screen time. Do you kind of wonder if Phil Tippett was like, fuck making another puppet? (laughs) 
<laughs> I just, I just want to get this made. I've been working on this for thirty years. I can cut a fucking corner, okay? I put <laughs> nine million corners in this movie. I can cut four. <laughs> okay, so that's one of the things that you told me was that this movie was thirty years in the making because it's. He started doing it when he was doing RoboCop. Is that correct? Yeah, he started it. Um, I, it was started messing around with it before then, like in that that, that time. Uh, and then it was he decided to shelve it after Jurassic Park, after he worked on Jurassic Park, because he's like, what I'm doing, the stop motion thing's not going to be it anymore. Yeah. Uh, we're going to just go to computers. And then uh, over 20 years, it would have had to have been Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, not RoboCop, because that would have made it for over 40 years. Okay. But uh, over 30, like over that time, uh, his crew kind of was like, hey, do this. Like, this is such a, a cool project. So they kind of convinced him to come back and do this thing. Yeah. So it's uh, it's finished and we watched it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, y- yeah. I, yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't have. Okay, so. I can look at this movie objectively in the fact that the amount of work and detail and passion that he had to put into this project and the people that helped him was enormous. Like the scale on which this stop motion was done. And I I mean, it, it was so detailed and the movements that he captured and the the feelings that he was able to evoke um, throughout this story uh, were impressive, to say the mm-hmm. least. Um, I was flat out horrified the whole movie. It I literally thought I was going to be on the verge of vomiting the whole time. There wasn't a single scene that I I think that there was one scene where an old rickety troll guy was dusting a lab that I was like, okay, this is fine. (laughs) I can handle this. But everything else, I was just, my tummy was just super, oh, the emotion. It was, it was not settling well, which is another reason why there was only a single Jolly Rancher consumed throughout this movie because my, my tummy could not have handled anything else. <laughs> this movie really, like, uh, I don't know, kind of evoked the feeling of, like, a panic attack in me. Yeah. In a way. But, okay, so this movie, you have to, you almost have to, like, judge it twice, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to judge the artistic visual stuff you see. And I think this movie, 10 out of 10 on that. Absolutely. It's, just, it's this, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not beautiful art. No, you know, you're not you're not going to watch that and be like, oh, my God, those shots are beautiful. There is something Mm -hmm. grotesque Mm -hmm. and repulsive, but oddly compelling about everything you see on that screen. Like, I mean, it's almost like daring you to look away, but you just can't. And yeah, like I found myself consistently just being like looking at these things and being like, this is this hellish ghoulscape Mm -hmm. that I'm like, dude. That's crazy. Like, uh, I'm going to stare at this, but I'm not going to like that. I mean, it, it is literally <laughs> cinematic car accident. You know, like you want to look away, but you can't. Yes. This movie is something else on that front. Um, then there's like the other side of it, which is like the story that it tells, which I don't think is particularly eh, like yeah. it's there. 
Okay, so Mad God is a, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. While I'm while I'm kind of summarizing this, um, we start with a guy in a gas mask getting lowered down uh, via this. It looks like a capsule uh, on a string into. It's a, it's a diving bell. Yeah. Okay, thank you. See, I said correct me if I'm wrong. And he's going through, you likened it to the layers of hell as they're dropping him down. Because you start out with this war landscape and then there's... Uh, like a prison. Yeah. And to then, a, a, a charnel house. Like, I mean, it's just basically like a, a junkyard butcher shop. Yeah, so he just keeps going lower and lower and finally... Um, the pod reaches its landing space and it goes back up and he starts moving and he's got this map that he's going through. And uh, a good half of the movie is all about his journey to this final destination with this suitcase that he's had this whole time. And the things that he sees along the way are just monstrous. I mean, I can't even describe some of the things that Phil Tippett came up with because they're I mean thank god my mind doesn't have that in there because I I would never be able to sleep um but yeah welcome to sleep paralysis demons the movie yeah really what it feels like which you I mean you experience uh so you would know uh but at one point I I looked at you and I'm like is this just a long movie about a Rube Goldberg machine (laughs) because everything in each layer that he passes through like at one point there's these things that are getting electroshocked that's making them poop and then the poop goes down into like this funnel and then the funnel goes down and it gets like treated or whatever and then goes into a mold and it shoots out these like well whoa, 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 we're, we're skipping over it gets treated by going through a dude's mouth all right like that's not he human centipedes his rube goldberg machine yeah so i i mean i there were certain parts that i'm sure my mind blocked out because i didn't want to keep them there um but it doesn't end up being and for those that don't know what a rube goldberg machine is think of the child children's game mousetrap but in the most horrifying way possible. Yeah, like if Cronenberg made a mousetrap. Yeah, I think Phil Tippett and David Cronenberg should be buddies. <laughs> like, um, they probably are. The um, if they if they worked on something together, I I could see it being one of those movies where you see reviews where people come out from like with a heart attack or you know they have stroke or coronary or something. Yeah, because they're weak. They're weak and they're <laughs> they don't deserve art. So um the the guy that you're invested in in moving all this stuff, his end goal is to take this suitcase and that's full of dynamite and a timer uh to to the bottom to like some place to blow everything up, right? That we've already seen. However, when he gets there, you can see that there's thousands of other suitcases just like this. So you make that assumption, oh, there's been all these people before and none of them have succeeded. And he doesn't either. Yeah, 
he gets captured by a thing that I can only describe as like a mechanical uh, anglerfish. Yep. It's got the little the little dangly, dangly light in front of its head. Yep. Gets made a POW, gets experimented on, surgically altered. Um, and like in a really horrifying scene, like he has surgery conducted on him. Uh-huh. And they just keep pulling out coins and bits of information, like bits of maps, all these things. And I was like, oh, that's the final time I kind of realized the allegory or like that's when the allegory of this movie kind of like clicked for me. Uh, where, explain explain well, it I mean, for it's us. Just this, like, it's this big analogy allegory for war. I mean, he's a POW that's being tortured over time and those 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 coins and those things, those are secrets that the oh. torture is pulling out of him. I love how my light keeps flickering on and off ominously as I'm doing this. Like, <laughs> this is like, it's trying to sympathize with my uh, my description <laughs> of this movie. And now it made everything go all black. So I'm like, in the darkness. In the, the darkness. <laughs> yeah, and that's, so that's what it is, is. It's like this this war analogy, this, this character uh, who apparently is called the assassin. Oh, um, okay. If you read, yeah. He is uh, sent to detonate this bomb and it doesn't work but he also finds out he's not the first one to do this right and then in fact the movie switches to a priest uh, mm-hmm. who's called the last man basically sending another assassin to his death yeah it, i mean it's just a repeat it's yeah. the, the same thing over and over and over yeah and over nobody again. nothing ever gets accomplished with this yeah um and we see like we see all the, the these these characters are these this like this 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 way that war just kind of grinds out and makes people faceless and inhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be inhuman to survive or they, they just get so beat down by it that they don't even understand. Like these characters that are made out of, of poop. Um, yeah. They're, they're like immune or uh, like so desensitized to their own mortality mm-hmm. that they just get killed and like killed because they're dumb. Yes. I mean, so yeah. again, like it's just this movie just really is like war is such a brutal meat grinder experience that only monsters can survive. And like these people that are up above and safe for like not having to experience it. Yeah. They're the only ones that they're the ones making decisions. Um, and like there's there's some weird stuff that I don't quite understand the, the metaphor for where it's like uh, they, they stop torturing the first assassin because they pull like this little creepy baby out of him yeah and it's it's not like a human baby it's like no. it, an alien as in like the aliens with uh yeah, Sigourney like Weaver. A, if, if the alien from aliens was like a tadpole you know exactly yeah and it's screaming and like she, the nurse delivers it to this thing who grinds it up yeah and like uses it to make a new universe and then the whole shit just starts all over again mm-hmm. it was just kind of funny because i'm like well but this already started all over again <laughs> like yeah like yeah it's just again like and I, i'm almost wondering if that's like the metaphor is like you you think the kids are going to be the salvation for you like you're like if they've they've experienced this trauma or this horror hopefully we can make that it like they'll be the ones that fix this and then it's like nope they're going to perpetuate the cycle because it's just nobody knows any better so i think that's kind of this this like is so fucking bleak in this movie i mean it yeah. is just you, you you watch it and you're like, okay, either I'm not getting a level of this or <laughs> the whole point is that like nothing matters. I mean, yeah. this is, this movie is nihilistic. Nothing has any purpose. You, the things you think you're going to do don't actually matter. And like I said, maybe that is that like ultimate war analogy where it's just like, it's pointless. There is no, 
just war for a good cause. It's all just bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, then again, as like a metaphor, I'm like, yeah, we've heard that one before. There's like, there, you know, sitting there and saying like war is hell is not new. We've been saying that since we invented war, you know, like yeah. four cavemen punched each other and they're like, hey, we shouldn't do that anymore. That kind of sucks. And then we kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it clearly like the plot and the allegory and all that stuff was there, but it definitely was a vehicle for the art of, of the world building for sure. Um, it, it was very interesting because I, when I was watching this movie, it had a lot of similarities to, um, there was a lot of things in it that evoked some of my favorite movies. Um, and uh, it reminded me of Legend, uh, which I think I made you watch once uh, with Tom Cruise and Tim Curry as the devil. Um, I'm sorry, Tim Curry as himself. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, Tim, that wasn't even makeup. That's just how he looks. <laughs> um, and it also reminded me of um, Labyrinth a little. Um, and there was another one that it reminded me of. Anyways, it had that almost, there were some spaces in it that were very, I don't want to say ethereal, but uh, galaxy or magic related um, that, that I was very surprised that it it evoked those feelings in me of watching legend. Um, Yeah. And I don't, did you, did you have any of that while you were watching it? Uh, definitely. There was this, this feeling of like fantasy, uh, mm-hmm. I think is the word, but it's, it's, I mean, it's a very dark fantasy. If I watch oh, yeah. the dark crystal or labyrinth for like this escapist fantasy, that's still kind of a little bit dark. This is the, the, the far end of that. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's just so, I mean, this very much artistically is is uh vanta black you know that blacker than black oh yeah yeah oh, i mean for it sure. just he 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 revels in it in a way that i i've learned that i appreciate a director or, a, or an artistic vision in a film that doesn't seem to compromise and i like i, I in some ways i see this as this guy just never compromised made the movie that he wanted to and in some ways I just I, I'm always compelled to look at that like see it, it's just okay. fascinating to me let me let me posit this to you you say that and we just watched a movie called pool boy where the uh director the faux director writer said that that was his goal is to push the envelope but he did it in a not in my opinion a not right way like i walked away from this movie you were talking about pushing that envelope going to the far to the far reaches of this and he did it right i mean i i was uncomfortable watching this movie i did not truly enjoy it but i was very impressed with it Uh. and whereas pool boy 
I felt so uncomfortable afterwards that we donated to the ACLU. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel compelled to donate to a charity on this one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> is just, or maybe a... like just kids who have nightmares. Is there a charity for just kids who have nightmares? Is this um, is this our barometer now? Was it bad enough was for it us cool to, boy? <laughs> to donate to charity? Um, I think the difference is this is a movie um, by somebody that's kind of like a master of his craft. Yeah. Because you get some people that are like, they'll buck the system and be like, fuck this. I'm going to do this because nobody else will let me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you'll get some people that'll be like, no, I'm the only way I can do the thing I want to do is if I do it myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's there. There's a a very it's kind of a subtle line, but not really like because I think of like movies I've really enjoyed in the past. Um, John Wick is is like a stunt guy that's like, I want to make a movie that I know how to do stunts. I'm going to do badass stunts. I'm going to do the shit I've always wanted to do. Um, Mad God here is another example. I think of like a lot of Cronenberg movies or Cronenberg just getting to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. I had a, just a perfect example on the tip of my fucking head. Was it? And now it's ran road? away. And I'm so frustrated. It's one we've watched for this show where I'm just like, oh yeah, this was the the, the person just putting their, their, their view on art out there or their view on... Uh, um, this angle. Oh, Terrifier. There we go. The guy's a horror movie effects Whoa. genius. Um, and again, the horror effects in that movie are great. The plot falls apart a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, it's because he, he knows this one area so well. And, it, yeah. and he just he, he just nails it. So I, I will watch that kind of movie. If I watch somebody that I'm like, hey, I'm a, the writer, producer, director, actor, and I'm just doing that because, like, Hollywood doesn't appreciate me, then I don't I don't necessarily care. Yeah. It's i uh, I'll watch a movie where it's somebody that's got with all black and the crazy eyes popping when I'm like, I love obsessions. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just nailing for you. You folks that aren't watching this on YouTube, you're missing, you're missing out, out on insanity eyes. <laughs> no, like I want somebody that they're like, they're so in love with an aspect of the art that they want to pursue it, not an arrogance or an ego thing. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because that's very much how you are with stand-up comedy. I mean, you love every aspect of it. You love the writing, you love the performing, you love the editing. I I mean, you, I would, I would liken your love of stand-up comedy and, uh, the art of joke telling to what you just described. Yeah. Uh, that's why I've got a dick joke that I've been working on for 30 years. <laughs> uh, if I say it, it drives audiences insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, there, there's this movie was one of those things where I just, I, uh, I couldn't look away. It's just so funny. Cause like normally we at least have some like witty joke and banters. And I'm like, I struggle to, I, like how do you mock or even like point out shortcomings in like something that a dude you just every frame of this movie just like reeks of somebody's love and affection for this thing that he's doing yeah because it's such i mean stop motion is already so time consuming so time consuming so brutal and like so how do you how do you do that over 30 years without having loved this thing mm-hmm. or it's not even like love it's like a compulsion. The He's commitment. Like, I've got to do this. Yeah, and the um, fact that he had people that supported him in completing that. Yeah, uh, shows a great deal about who he is. Phil Tippett is as a creator and somebody to work with because you don't have people that come and support you in your dreams if you aren't um, 
engaging or uh, kind, or I guess I'm just making assumptions. Yeah, we are, we are, but like, I just, again, like, I just assume that you know he, if somebody's pushing him to do something he loves, I think about how much I love you and this adventure that we've taken um, to pursue comedy full time, and. I do it because I love you and I support you in your dream. And uh, if I didn't, we wouldn't be in Indianapolis right now, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I guess I see, a, as I've just stated, I see a lot of parallels in, in the way that Phil Tippett has finished this and created this with the path that you're taking for stand-up comedy. Hey, I don't love that this has become like uh, uh, one madman's obsession. Um, but no. uh, like this, uh, yeah, I did not expect when we sat down to talk about this movie, they'd be like, here, here's this emotional resonance that connects it to ourselves. Because it's like this, this is this insane, like hellscape movie that I honestly thought we were going to get like a retelling of Dante's Inferno or something. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, we don't go through nine levels. There's missing some of those allegories. But I'm like, what we got was like just this crazy visual tour of yeah. one dude's thing. And like, it's kind of funny because you talked about like, well, I'm glad I don't have those visions. And I almost imagine he's got to be the most normal, well-adjusted guy <laughs> in some ways. Cause like, like it, it, it's the person that doesn't have any like outward facing demon or vice that I'm like, what is under that surface? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like the person that just thinks in like happy flowery talks. I'm like, you say motherfucker right now or else I'm going to start searching your van. Oh, wait, the fact that you have a van is like, hmm. You Don't you go that. that person goes to the dog diet, does the diet die.com to see if they do, not if they don't. <laughs> yeah, they does the dog. God. Sorry, that was a fucking tongue twister. That person does go to the dog die.com uh, to see if the dog does die. Yeah. What Sally sells seashell version of animal cruelty did you just unleash on our listeners? Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, guys, uh, this is a website, uh, does the dog die.com in which movies are spoiled based on whether or not an animal dies yeah actually Um, we just i just used it the other day because we watched the trailer for prey which is the new um what is the name thing predator Predator, the new predator movie uh and she has a dog and i went to the website and there's there's no definitive answer yet so just an fyi (laughs) it's a good update uh there was no dogs that died in mad god because uh, could you imagine if Phil Tippett would have sat down to try to make a dog? Oh, my God. It would have had like nine legs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Would have just been pooping like other smaller nine-leg dogs. <laughs> and probably like one of them would have been a spider. Yeah. Th- th- this movie, like if you if you have a phobia or a, a, like a you don't know you have a phobia, like watch this movie and you'll figure it out real fucking Absolutely. quick. Um, I actually was really surprised. No gagging from you during this. There's no gags. I, honestly, because I think if I would have gagged, it would have actually turned into full vomit because of how like unsettled my stomach was. Oh, man. There was one scene that got me. Uh, it was early on. He there. It's the he's in this room full of people being electrocuted. And while they're being electrocuted, they poop, poop. And then it follows that down into the mouth of this creature. Mm-hmm. Let there be light. And it's gone. And anyways, you see it drop in there and it's like chugging it. And then it starts going down to these like basically like sacks that keep pulsing Mm -hmm. of flesh. 
and then like one just ends in an eyeball and then like you're looking at it you're like oh that's creepy and then it blinks at you and i was like nope don't love this don't love any of this scene there was actually a lot of creepy eyeballs in this um i don't know if that's a phil tippett phobia and he was just trying to work through some shit but i I uh, it started off right with some creepy eyeballs. So if you have an eyeball phobia, do not watch this movie. Yeah, if you've got if you don't like spiders, don't watch this movie. If you just have a you have a problem with like and that's also the other thing that's kind of weird in this movie is it's incredibly uncomfortable and unsettling. Uh huh. But like I don't. It's not super gory it's very weird like well part of it is because you can clearly tell that these aren't people like it's yeah. stop motion there's there's i wouldn't say that there's an uncanny valley with it it's very much like you can distance yourself um but also relate to the allegory uh but also know that it's not a real person yeah, there's uh, there's a certain amount of this um, abstraction of these characters that mm-hmm. like it makes it very easy to project on them. Yeah, um, and it's very clear when they have characters that they don't want you to project on because they're very they're hyper detailed. They're mm-hmm. um, they're actually the human kind of yeah. characters, and uh, it's I don't know. It's it just there's some things that are done so well in this. Um, yeah, that it just makes it tough to it just makes it it makes it honestly tough to talk about in a way, well, uh, especially I, since it's so creepy and there's not a cohesive like laid out for you plot that I'm like, yeah, what do I what do I tell you folks about this movie to make you either want to watch it or not watch it? I guess my question is, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, I, I would. Um, I would definitely recommend this movie because it's uh, it makes you feel a way. And sometimes, like, I remember a quote sitting with me when I was uh, teaching English about, like, what good literature does is it makes us feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And this made me feel uncomfortable. I mean, like, it it made me honestly sit and kind of, like, ruminate on what did I just experience. And, like, even calling this movie an experience. It wasn't I watched this movie. I experienced this movie. Um, It just you, you use different language talking about it that I think is really kind of cool again i'm trying to think of like ways to be funny about this but like it's just not it's not coming with this one it just this is this is definitely a true movie review episode yeah this is uh as close to like deep insight as we get in this podcast yeah just it's it's something that you kind of got to watch and then you got to make your own opinion and like that's the thing is i didn't like this movie nope i did i like it's not but i'm glad i experienced it i'm glad i watched it yeah. Um, so what about you? Would you recommend it? Okay, so I have a yes with some caveats. Uh, first of all, uh, Shay, do not watch this movie. You would hate it on every level. Um, and my next caveat would be if you have a weak stomach, uh, do not watch this movie. If you can... Get if, tough, pansies. If you can go into something and know that you are going to have a visceral visual reaction to something and be able to um, mentally disconnect while still appreciate the art of it, absolutely watch this movie. Um, Do not eat while you watch this movie. That goes for everyone. Just don't eat anything that makes sounds, okay? Like, you can eat, you can eat, like, a popcorn, 
But don't eat like noodles or mac and cheese. That's going to make the same sounds as what you're hearing on TV. <laughs> um, so don't yeah. play WAP hearing it. <laughs> yes, like what Kevin said. Um, so yeah, with those caveats, I I think yes. You know what I think is going to happen with this movie? What I can imagine in 20 years from now, some like rock group, some metal group is going to do to this movie what uh pink floyd did to wizard of oz i remembered the other movie it reminded me of Mm -hmm. uh repo the genetic opera no don't don't even compare these two why would not in the quality but like in some of the feelings that i got while watching repo yeah i I mean yeah it just again like uh, this movie again i use the word grotesque it's because i like I don't it's not a horror movie by any stretch it's it's just this movie that makes you feel uncomfortable and then you can't look away I mean it is that that hunchback of Notre Dame or Notre Dame if you're being snooty in French here <laughs> but you know it, it it's like you're like this these characters are so misshapen but I can't I'm still like my eyes are compelled to to experience them and I think that's fascinating about this like i said i i like 20 years from now there's gonna be a metal group that's gonna be like you see you start their soundtrack or their movie or their cd whatever fucking what do we listen to digital download god damn <laughs> you started at like one minute 20 <laughs> seconds and then you start mad god at the same time and it syncs up perfectly with like footsteps and stuff i can totally see this movie being like that kind of cult classic yeah i also could see uh some parent looking at this and being like stop motion that's gonna be fun and their nine-year-old being traumatized forever oh for sure yeah i look forward to that kid that kid's gonna be that kid's gonna go places insane (laughs) asylums but places he he's gonna visit does the dog (laughs) die.com no he's gonna be like i make the dog die i don't know why i made him russian in that one but i don't know either um okay so how would you change this cover? Uh, I'm tr- so the cover kind of has him like in the forefront, the assassin in the forefront with like a light. Um, I would actually invert that in some ways because it's okay. got all the, the crazy creatures around him kind of like reaching for him. And that to me looks like a symbol of hope. Like he's striving is this light and this monstrous darkness. I would actually invert it and uh, have that diving bell going down into the mouth of a big monster. Oh, I want to fill Tippett's creatures and then like a little torch going down past that Hmm. um, is what I would do. Um, Just because like it is this movie, this movie is all about like a descent into insanity and madness and horror. It's not about uh, a character coming up from that. There is no redemption moment for that. Mm -hmm. What about you? I think I would actually uh, take it a scene from it, which is when he sets the um, dynamite suitcase down and it's only lit by that torch and you see the thousands of other suitcases. And because to me, that was such a a feeling of hopelessness, uh, that kind of thing. I think I would change the cover to be that scene. Yeah, I mean, because the character doesn't even try to, the assassin doesn't even try to run away. He just sits down and it's like, yep, I'm going to die here. Yeah. So interesting. That's, that's what I would choose. Cool. Yeah. Anything else to say about Mad God? 
No, I I think we've talked around this movie so much. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what a normal movie review is like, is not a plot-by-plot kind of movement thing, but um, I I do wish we could have been a little funnier for you guys. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> yeah, there, sorry, we'll stop picking art movies. It's definitely not a funny movie. <laughs> I mean, there are some parts we laughed at. Like, there's only so many times I can watch a character be splattered in claymation yeah. and not giggle, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> I I actually uh, think I said that's really creepy no less than five times throughout this whole movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, I almost started a count. I was like, yeah, yeah. Brie, that's, <laughs> did you think it was going to change all of a sudden? <laughs> OK, Kevin, uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Kevin underscore egg on everything from Twitter to Instagram to TikTok. Uh, as well as CavanEggleston.com or Facebook Cavan Eggleston's page. Awesome. Bree, what about you? Where can we find you? Where can we see what you're up to? You can find us at By Its Cover Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok. And you can um, find us on Anchor FM. Also, uh, if you would be so kind, if you listen to this and enjoy it, if you could go and review us on whatever uh, streaming service you listen, we'd really appreciate that. Um, please come and interact with us. We love to know what's going on with our listeners. And uh, we want to thank our newest listener that's reached out, which her name is Laura. And uh, hi, Laura. <laughs> what's good, Laura? Um. So we thank you all for being great listeners. And um, I'm rambling at this point. Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you guys five stars for the reviews, but come on, four stars. We're better than that. We deserve more than that. Okay? You know <laughs> so, what? In fact, fuck you. I deserve a six star. Okay. <laughs> but, six star reviews. Okay. But then what they could do is review twice and give a one star and a five star. So don't give them that option. Kevin. No. Did I say that was an option? I didn't say a five plus one. This isn't a goddamn SAT prep question, Brie. Okay. Six stars. You hear me? I'll get, uh, otherwise I'm, I'm coming through this radio podcast screen. It's and on. You do have an ominous look to you right now. So I do. If you're watching it on YouTube, fucking serious <laughs> get those eyes a little bit more insane babe <laughs> all right well on that note i am going to end with comedy is the new sex comedy is the new sex <laughs> <laughs>